0: So, is content still king? Well, you bet your bottom dollar it is, my friend. And in this episode, you're going to hear from the guy who literally started it all. He wrote the book on it. Serving up the strategies you need to build, market, and monetize a profitable, future proof business around your expertise. This is the Upreneur Podcast. And here's your host, international business mentor and best selling author, Chris Ducker. Yes. Hello there, my good friend. I hope you're doing very, very well. And thank you very much for tuning in once again here on another episode of the Youpreneur FM podcast. It's great to be with you. So in this episode, I sit down with the godfather, like that's his actual title, his nickname, um, the godfather of content marketing, the founder of the Content Marketing Institute, the host of Content Marketing World, Joe Polizzi is in the house and we have an incredible conversation on how the content based entrepreneur people like you and I building businesses around our expertise creating you know podcasts and videos and blog posts and social content around what we can do for other people and based on our you know our unique experiences and our unique stances as entrepreneurs uh, man we dive deep on this. You are absolutely going to love this conversation. However, before we get into that conversation with Joe, I just wanted to spend just 60 seconds here to remind you that our Youpreneur Incubator coaching and mastermind program is now open for enrollment. If you've been kind of thinking about wanting to become part of a mastermind group and part of a coaching program that will genuinely help you build that profitable, future-proof business, then I invite you to check it out by visiting youpreneur.com forward slash Incubator. Amongst other things, you'll be able to learn how to attract and grow a huge online audience of engaged followers. We'll teach you how to build an incredible team of staff that will help you scale your business faster and take it further. We go through everything from marketing funnels, how to create online content that will genuinely serve your customers properly, how to spread your message to a much wider audience, and obviously how to be able to build products and services that you can utilize to not only serve those customers, but also to be able to turn all of that experience into a profitable Business. So, again, if you want to come check it out, I'd love for you to do so. It's com forward slash incubator. I'll see you there.
1: This is the Upreneur FM podcast with Chris Docker.
0: So, myself and Joe have been friends for quite some time. I've been on his stage at Content Marketing World. Uh, he's been mentioned in, I believe, both of my books. He's now mentioned me in his latest published offering. In fact, actually, it's a, an updated and expanded edition of his best-selling book, Content Inc. And let me tell you, it doesn't take long for you to fall in love with Joe Polizzi. His stance as an entrepreneur, a very successful entrepreneur, but also that kind of empathetic view that he has towards building businesses, particularly those based around content marketing, is just endearing, quite frankly. Like, he's just a nice dude. You know what I mean? And you're going to hear myself and Joe talk about a lot of different things in this conversation, but I think the kind of overarching message here is that content marketing is very much still a thing. Content is very much still a king. However... Things have changed. And if you want to continue to utilize content properly in your business, particularly when it comes to spreading your message, building your email list, selling more products and services, et cetera, et cetera, then you've got to go with those changes. You can't swim against the current. So enjoy this conversation between myself and Joe. And hey, you know what? Let me know what you thought. Hit me up on Instagram at Chris Ducker. Send me a DM. I'd love to hear what your biggest takeaway was from this conversation. Youpreneur FM, helping you build the business of you. So Joe, welcome back to Youpreneur FM, my brother.
1: It feels like it's been too long. It, it feels has. a long time. It feels way too long. Yeah. Since we've well, talked. I mean, we're,
0: we're in touch, right? I mean, we, yeah, we message every now and then and stuff like that. We're in touch, but this is the first time that we've spoken properly for a good couple of years here. And then we did the interview, the upana interview, the video interview, um, a good few years back as well.
1: Yeah. Cause it's been about a, about a decade since you and I have known each other. Yes, and then we sort right. of, you know, you know, we've heard, we heard of each other and then we met at, I think social media marketing world the one year and mm-hmm. then, that's and right. then we've been in touch ever since, of course, you know, you've been gallivanting the world and, you know, doing great things and i've been watching my my whole thing is i'm
0: just (laughs) trying to be as close to james bond as possible that's kind of the focus but without all the spy you could get your head blown off at any moment sort of well that
1: but you want that part you just you just don't know how to do it without dying i mean it's quite
0: funny We, we have we have a running we have a running joke in the living room the family living room whenever we're watching movies or tv shows or something, i don't know i mean you got a big family like so you get it like uh, something, something, be happening, you know. And I'll, I'll just come out. I, I could be a con man, you know, or I, I could be a marine. You know, I could be a Navy Seal. You know, I could be a spy. It doesn't matter what it is. Like that's a thing. And then my wife will say, "Oh yeah, go on then, elaborate." And then I've got to kind of work into this line of BS that I give myself. You know what I mean?
1: Well, it's it's interesting. I have uh, obviously married with two teenage boys right now, and it seems that every we, we have dinner. Every evening, five, five o'clock. We've been doing that for a while, especially during the pandemic. We always <laughs> get together. And it seems like every dinner party is a joke on dad. It, it just seems, and it's getting worse and worse. And it's, it's like, OK, the joke's on me again, which, yeah. you know, that's fine. I entertain the kids. Yeah. The kids have no idea. You know, what, <laughs> who is this guy?
0: They don't even know what I do. They, <laughs> no, they get, have no you, clue what I do. No, no. And they don't care at the end of the day, as long as the cell phones are paid for, they don't really care about it. That's, that's what it's about. And uh, you will have, you you know, they'll get their comeuppance, right? Like one day you'll just chuck them out and and that'll be that. Well, that's, that's
1: happening soon. I got, well, what was odd is, and I know this is not about, you know, university uh, and sending kids to university, but you know, we were supposed to have them, uh, you know, segmented a little bit where I was going to have one go off last year and one go off this year. Well, because right. you know things are what they are, we've got a, both leaving in a couple months, so we're going to be empty nesters here in in just a few months, and and we're we're counting down to the party.
0: How I mean, like, how is that going to feel? Like, I'm curious because like, Urs and I, um, you know, we we had we've had this discussion many years ago. Oh, you know, Charles, who's now almost thirteen, yada yada yada, and then Cassandra came along as a complete surprise. She's now almost 4. Okay. I'm 48 this year and I'm like I there ain't ever going to be no nest that's empty. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> what did I do? Like what how, why did we go out to celebrate that night? You know what I mean? Oh
1: jeez. I you know what? It's it's interesting because we have been talking about it like this is going to be a grand occasion my wife and I. Like this is going to be a grand occasion. We're going to start yeah. traveling and we're going to do all these wonderful things. But Recently, since I've been talking to my wife, I can tell she's a little sad about it. Mm. And I, you know, I just picked up on this. You know, of course, I'm, I, I, as a guy, I I, (laughs) I pick up on all these things really quickly. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be a big change. I mean, there, especially for the last year since we've all been together all the time, yeah, we've rarely been apart for more than a day or two. Uh, it's it's going to be a thing, and and we, it looks like we're going to have one going two hours one direction for college university, and one going two hours the other direction. Which totally fine. I just need them to get have experiences with human beings, of course, without yeah. playing video games. I'm sure there's a. I mean, it's just been such a strange circumstance yeah. for the, for kids, especially.
0: It is. It's been a weird time, and like from a business perspective. You know, a lot of people, I hate using this word now, but it's still kind of the only way to be able to kind of like describe it. A lot of people had to pivot, right, over the last yep. 12 months or so. Uh, we, as a company, have actually done extremely well over the last year or so, all things considered. The only thing that's really kind of affected us is that we haven't been able to do our conference uh, You right. know, in, in London. We couldn't do it last year. We're not doing it this year. we would be back November 2022. Um, and obviously, I mean, you know, you've been in the conference game, uh, for, for a long time yourself, you know, what goes into putting these events sure. on how special they are for people that are there. So that was tough, you know, cause I think you and I are quite similar in that regards. Like we love putting on, our oh, event, right?
1: there's nothing like, a, there's nothing like a physical event. There's nothing like being in front of a crowd that, I mean, I remember the first time we had content marketing world was 2011. And, you know, you, when you put on your first event, you're just praying that people show up. You're like, how is sure. this going to happen? Yeah. And I hope nobody gets hurt. And do we have the right insurance and all this? And I remember, mm-hmm. you know, I was getting getting ready to go out for the opening keynote. And I just peeked around the curtain to see. And there's 600 people that came to Cleveland, Ohio from like 20 different countries. And I'm like, how did how did that happen? And that was the first time. I mean, we were really struggling as a business until that point. And that was the first time I remember my wife broke down crying and we were like, oh, this, this, I think we're going to be okay. I think yeah. maybe I don't have to go out and find a job somewhere. Like we can yeah. actually make this thing work. And then from there, yeah. it just took off. But I still, I still find it hard to believe that 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 actually happened.
0: Yeah. And still one of my all time favorite events that I've ever spoken at period. Um, You're, your team was incredible. Your attendees are incredible. You are an incredible host. I mean, over the years, you've had some of the most insane keynotes as well. Over the years, drop a few names just real quick. I'll I could do it, but I want you to drop a few names. Well, we
1: had you know Mark Hamill, William <laughs> Shatner, uh, Tina Fey. Uh,
0: you know, it, <laughs> he, had,
1: he he got some bad press, but my favorite keynote of of all time was Kevin Spacey. Yeah. And that, was, was, there, right, that, that was, was right. That was right. Yeah. That was right. His house of cards was on fire. Yeah. Like we got yeah. him at the absolute perfect time. And he, yeah. he hit a home run with his, uh, he did. His it speech. was,
0: that was an incredible closing keynote. And he, he went into Frank a little at one point or two as well, yep. which was yep. great. And
1: Absolutely. John Cleese. The Hamel, the uh, was there. One,
0: I wish I was there for the Hamel one. I wasn't there. Um, but that looked, incredible as well i mean dude yeah luke skywalker close your it's like it's a little in terms of in terms of like closing keynote speakers who should we get next year let's get luke skywalker let's get a jedi it's so well you you know
1: you know how the the event business is so strange because they you know the celebrities don't know and i'm just i'm just on stage sitting with you know luke skywalker just having a good time like we're having a beer and i mean the the funniest one was We had William Shatner on. He did a great job. So he Mm -hmm. did his total into it William Shatner thing. And then the next day he calls somebody on the event team and they said, he wants to talk to me. And I'm like, what? I'm like, oh my gosh, we we really must've screwed something up. Like he, is he upset? Whatever. And he, the check
0: bounce, like what's going on. (laughs) I know
1: exactly. So I said, I said, hello, Mr. Shatner. He says, uh, Joe, I, uh, I really wanted to talk to you about something, and I'm like, okay, what's that? And he he wanted he wanted advice on his YouTube show. <laughs> I'm like, oh god, thank god! I thought that there was something. I, I thought the yeah. the steak you had didn't sit quite right. So it, that was that was fun going to, but I it could have gone the other direction.
0: It. It you know, he he could have he could have beamed you up into like the middle of nowhere, and that could no, have been no. it.
1: No, there's there's um, been there's there's been I mean you, I could tell stories the Nick I could tell the, we'll save the Nick Offerman story for some other time but that that was that was what I said yeah, I might it's good had fun too much well, look yes.
0: man you you know this is I'm so excited for you on for a couple of really major reasons right now um, first and foremost got a new company starting a new business starting um, the tilt which we can talk a little bit about in a minute. But I'm like, I'm, you know, the geek inside of me is that you have the updated and expanded <laughs> second edition of my, and for you guys that might be watching the video right now, my all time favorite oh, book you're, on content marketing. You're just marketing.
1: saying that. You're just no, saying no, that. No, no, Too no. Too kind.
0: You, Dude, you gave me this. and this is a big book, by the way. Like this could do some damage. Hit somebody over the head. This becomes a weapon. It's, a, it's, a,
1: it's, <laughs> it's a an amazing book. It's an amazing doorstop. Uh, it yeah. really is. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll stop the rest of the books from falling it, off oh, the shelf. That's it's the one you good. want. Exactly. They'll uh, never fall down.
0: You gave me this in Cleveland and I, I remember reading, you know, and I generally, I won't have like a big chunky book in my hand carriage, in my hand luggage. Cause I want to travel as light as I can and whatnot, but I slammed it in there. And I, I believe I, I didn't read the entire thing on the flight, but I, I read a very good chunk on the way home from Cleveland that year. Um, and obviously finished it off and have gone back to it several, several times over the years. But it's been, a what was it, 2015, right, originally? 2015?
1: Yeah, six years ago. It'll almost be six years to the date, to the day where we okay. published So the initial clearly, version. Clearly,
0: the content world, the content marketing, content, you know, rich media, the whole kit and caboodle, this has changed a lot in those six years, right? So I think as someone who loved the initial <clears> book <throat> myself, I think probably the first question I ask is like, How much of the original book is still there in the second edition?
1: The model is almost there. And I think that the important thing, just to go back a little bit, a lot of people don't know this. So I wrote a novel in 2019 called The Will to Die. It was a mystery thriller, did fairly well, but I was intent on just being a novelist. Like, okay, this this is what I'm going to do now. And then COVID hit and I, I literally, I'm not making this up. I started as people, my friends, your your friends, my friends were losing their jobs. They were having a really difficult time. I started getting a bunch of notes and emails and instant messages and saying, Joe, I just picked up Content Inc. Or Joe, I'm just trying to figure out, I, I want to make you know content entrepreneurship my full-time thing. And they're asking me questions. And I'm like, well, maybe... Maybe there's a resurgence. Maybe this is the thing. And of course, now we know, know, coming in here in 2021, being a content entrepreneur, content creator, that business model is the fastest growing business of any other businesses happening in the world right now. Of course, we didn't know that was going to be a thing a couple of years ago. So Mm -hmm. I, I just fell down the rabbit hole saying, we need to update this book. And I started doing the case studies. We added another 50 or so case studies to this book. There's a couple things that really would probably surprise people. The first thing is, and by the way, it's a seven step strategy. We go we go through it. We basically re- reverse engineered all these wonderful case studies about how content creators become super successful millionaires. Exit, you know, exits that make sense. And we reverse engineered it. We figured out how do they do it. So we started with, okay, what what do they really focus on? This idea called the content tilt. This area that they really have a differentiated message. But my surprising thing was with the base, which is where do you build your platform? It's not, it's not. We we don't throw our content out everywhere. It's they really do pick one channel to be great at. It's um, I'm on YouTube. I'm on Instagram. I do a podcast, I do an mm-hmm. event series. that's mm-hmm. and I think that's where a lot of content creators go wrong is they feel they have to get their content out everywhere, and that's actually not true. You really huh. do choose one to be great at and and that makes that makes all the difference. And the other thing that we really added, because the first book I didn't know yet, because I sold my wife and I sold content marketing institute in two thousand and sixteen. Yes. So none of that the exit strategy, how you sell your company, how you value your, you know, content creation, that was never in the book. So we've got two chapters including some insights from Rand Fishkin and Brian Clark on okay, you've built this asset, how do you sell it? How do you value it? Yeah. How do you go through the process? Do you go out to market? Do you not? What do you do you take money? Should you all those types of things. And so that's, that's really special to me as well.
0: I love that you bring yeah you bringing in kind of like the the real business world part of it as well the the true ink part into the into the book because obviously I mean Brian has sold you know, uh, um, uh, Studio sold- Press and Rainmaker and that's everything That's right. out of copy blogger you got you know, it Man got out of Mars you know all that kind of stuff like, and I think that you know the whole kind of like built to sell thing can sometimes get pushed to one side. A lot of people say, I'll never sell my company. I love my company. But you know what, though? Dude, things change. You know, like situations change, environments change, et cetera, et cetera. And I remember a good four or five years ago, I was having dinner with a good friend. Um, you might know him, Ray Edwards. You know Ray Edwards? I know of Ray. I don't know okay, Ray personally. great. Person. Yeah. Okay. So Ray and I, good good friends. And I was saying to him that I was a little unhappy living in the Philippines, there was things that I wanted to do kind of being all the way over the, you know, I have successful business, happy family life, et cetera, et cetera. But me personally, I was, you know, kind of feeling a little unhappy about things. And I never figured what he said. He said to me, Chris, you know what, man, if you're not happy, you got to move. You're, yep. not a tree. you're not a tree.
1: <laughs> that's a great, that's great advice.
0: And <laughs> I was like, That's great. so true. And I've given that advice on a number of occasions to clients and friends and whatnot as well. And what I loved about that is that, you know, you took your time away. You sold your company. You made your money. You wrote your book. You thought that was going to be your thing. But now, a little bit like, you know, the mafia, you're getting sucked back in here, right? You try to get out. But now this content world is sucking you back in a bit.
1: Well, you and I talked about this before. Here's my—I mean, you live in this. I live in this world now. You know, you've mm. got the creator economy, you got the passion economy, you got—you got YouTubers, TikTokers, all this kind of stuff going on. My problem is most most of what's being told out there is not focused on how you actually build a business behind it. Yes, the business yes. model behind content—that's what Content Inc. is. That book that you're that you're holding and the new book is how do you build a business model behind content creation? Nobody is talking about that. They're talking about, oh, how do I make money on my YouTube channel? And how do I how do I make how do I sell ads on my podcast? Now, okay, that's fine. Those are all parts, but I want to know the model. How do I set yeah. it up? How do I build the strategy? And here's another thing that we talked, just talked about exit strategies. This is the thing I learned. We interviewed ultimately more than a hundred people. For the new book of Content Inc., nobody has an exit plan. Nobody even, I mean, I'm so big on like when you start a business, any business, doesn't have to be a content creation business. You start with an exit plan, which can always change. But you write down, what's my goal? What am I trying to do? You know, and you review those goals on a regular basis. Nobody does that. So here's the problem. When you get approached with an opportunity to sell or to do something different or to pivot, how do you know? You don't, Dude, this, because you you don't have the plan for it. So that's what we're trying to teach content creators. Like, right, okay, it, the the first day that you write a word, speak a word on a podcast, do a video, you should know where you're headed. Always change, but you should have a plan in place.
0: Yeah, I love this. I had a conversation, I kid you not, no more than probably five days ago, as of the point of recording this, with a very close friend of mine who has been on this show um, before I won't name names, but I said to him, he was talking about kind of like plans for the next couple of years. And I said to him, what's your number, man? Huh? What's your number? What's your
1: number? Yeah.
0: Me, the contract, I'll sign it now and transfer the cash. Like, what's your number to sell? And he was like, um, you know, I, I, I've never really thought about it. I was like, You've been in business like 10 years. Like you've never thought about what the number would be. Oh man. So you're you're, 100% right.
1: Here's a, here's a great little story. So 2007, I left corporate life and started what ultimately became content marketing Institute. 2008, I, I got, I was diligent, became diligent about writing down all my goals. And I actually wrote down the plan is I said, and I write it in, you know, my, in past tense, my wife and I sold our business for $15 million US in 2015. I wrote that down in 2008. So I think about that. And I read that thing every day, every day. Mm -hmm. And because I wanted, I wanted to read it and I said, okay, now what do I have to do today to hit that goal? And I'm like, okay, whatever. So we, we, we hit that goal in 2016. We didn't hit it in 2050. We hit it in 2016. But I, I put that up to the reason why we were able to accomplish that goal is I had it written down and I reviewed it every day. And you're yeah. right. When I talk to my friends, they're like, "Joe, get off the exit plan thing." It's like I just love what I do and I love whatever. And I, want, I'm like, that's fine. You can love, what, you can love creating content all day long. And but you know what'll happen? Someday you won't. And what are you gonna do when you hit content burnout <laughs> stage that everyone does? And oh, uh-huh. my gosh, you haven't been planning for it. kids are going to college. You know, you want to do you want to travel. You want to do something different. You don't want to create content every second of the day anymore. What are you going to do? Well, that's when it comes in handy. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, you know,
0: and then you <laughs> write a mystery, you know, Oh,
1: oh well, that was just a, oh. that was just the thing, you know, when that was a bucket list thing, when because yeah. I didn't think I could do it. Because everybody's like, "Oh, okay, Joe's gonna whatever." And my my wife, I did, my front wife and friends, they didn't think I could do it. I'm like, I could do it. You know, I'm, I'm up for the challenge. <laughs> I'll do it. And my wife loves that's your favorite book. And and I was always because I've written six other marketing books, and my wife hasn't written any or hasn't read any of them she, except for the acknowledgments. <laughs> she reads the acknowledgement. She's like, "Okay, what did what did Joe write about me?" Okay, good she didn't read any of the other ones. And I'm like, okay, what can I do so that my wife will actually read something that I write? Yes. Yeah. And I said, okay, I'll, she loves mysteries and thrillers. So, and she, she enjoyed it. It was so
0: sweet. just, just like, you know, I, I need to know, I need to know this. Did she have a sneak peek at the manuscript prior to it being done and finished? Or did you just say, here's the book now, now read it.
1: I finished it. And the next day, I put it all on a file for her. all the chapters were in different word documents. And I said, I'm leaving for a while. You read it, you, you yeah. read it and, and you let me know. And I was fully yeah. prepared for her to say, cause she reads, she reads the mystery every other day. So she knows right. Right. I was right. fully prepared for her to say, this is just junk. Yeah. And she came back and she said, I can't believe it, Joe. This is good. I said, no, don't, don't even yeah. i mean we've been married we've been together too long just yeah. be honest with me and she the said The no. ship is
0: finished we're actually said, already together right yeah. <laughs> it's
1: like you don't have to be nice to me if if you ever worry you don't have to be nice to me anymore um yeah so she she said yeah there's a, she says i have a couple of recommendations but go for it and then i sent then from there i sent it out to an editor and a couple other reviewers and you know published it three months later so
0: Dang.
1: yeah Bang. It, was, it was crazy love
0: it Bucket list. Okay. So um, let's shift gears a little bit. For you guys tuning in, actually, I should say, Content Inc, it's out now, the expanded edition. You should go grab it. It's up on Amazon. We'll put links over on the show notes and everything. Really, guys, like this is, like when I say it's my favorite content marketing style book, I mean it. I'm not just saying it because Joe's a friend and he's <laughs> on the show. Like I, everything from starting out, to you know, getting your content calendar put together. So many people don't even bother doing that. Game changer. Um, repurposing content for social monetization of content. Everything. I mean, it's literally the bible on content marketing. So please buy the book. Do yourself a favor. Content is still king, although it might have evolved and changed a little bit. Content is still king. Plain. And simple. I want to talk a little bit about the new business, if we may, yep. sir. Before we uh, before we disappear, the tilt. Talk to us about this because obviously this is this is in the book as well. Like the content tilt is in the book. It so is. This it's this has worked. been brewing for a little while, right?
1: That's right. So as I you know as I had that that itch, COVID itch to do something different, uh, and, and I, when I went all in with the book, doing the new version of the book, I said it's. I really felt that the book wasn't enough. I'm like, okay, great. I'll get the book out there. I'll do the whole, I'll do the book tour, whatever book tour I could do, do the release schedule. And then I'm done. And then Mm -hmm. I didn't think it was good enough. I'm like, okay, what ongoing resource can we create to help turn these creators into content entrepreneurs? And that's all I'm focused on is because, and you do, you talk to them every day as well. Every day I talk to two or three content creators and whether they're they're mentoring sessions or whether they're just emails, and they're asking me questions about how do I make a business out of content creation? And I'm like, okay, well, the book's a good start, but then how do I, how do we help you ongoing? And then created The Tilt, which right now it's a newsletter focused on getting you the information about how you can monetize and create the business around your content creation practice, whatever that is, whether You decide to go into, oh, I want to do a podcast or I want to do a blog or I want to be doing something on Clubhouse, whatever it is. We're talking about, like, you know, the recent issue just came out about, oh, should content creators consider creator coins or NFTs or, you know, should I be on Substack or not? Maybe you shouldn't, you know, those types of things we're covering for content creators. So, that's it. It started as an email newsletter. You get all the news. You don't have to click through. You get it right to your email inbox. And then from there, we're going to start education and training courses. And we're all in. We're all in on this it. idea called content, entre- content entrepreneurship. That's my new jam. That's, I, I mean, I spent the last 10 years talking to enterprise marketers about content marketing. And now I'm going on the other end, talking to individuals who want financial freedom and how they can have financial freedom and they can accomplish every goal they want to by creating a content-based business i
0: freaking love this so much it's, it's such a big part of what we teach at the youpreneur community as a as a, a you know as a whole it's certainly the youpreneur incubator which is our coaching and mastermind program like Every single month, we're talking content strategy. Mm -hmm. It's right there. It's part of the build market monetize framework, right? So, um, and I kind of like the idea also. I wanted to comment on this because I obviously have subscribed to The Tilt. Uh, We'll put a link in for everybody to check that out as well. You can just literally just go to thetilt.com and sign up for it. Um, Here's, look, I'll be frank. The whole NFT thing, um, when I first saw that term, however, Mumsu, you know, ago it was... I had flashbacks of my youth as a Hong Kong movie fan going to the NFT which stands for the National Film Theatre in London <laughs> for like mid you know mid like midnight screenings of like Jackie Chan movies and stuff right because the mainstream cinemas wouldn't show any of that stuff and <clears throat> I instantly thought NFT what, what what the heck is this and I've seen a whole bunch of my friends talking about this stuff over the last couple of months, but I honestly haven't really understood it properly in terms of what it's all about and how they work until that email hit my inbox from you. Thank you. Thank it's you. like super clear, super easy to understand. And what I love about this, and I wanted to point it out, like the idea of delivering content specifically for content entrepreneurs via an email newsletter (laughs) for me is just like rocket science. Like this is awesome because I think a lot of people might, might go in the other direction. Let's do a blog, let's do a podcast, let's do a YouTube show. Let's go live on Facebook every, every week or whatever it is. But just hitting the inbox a couple of times each week is by far a stroke of genius, Joe, for these particular types of creators as well.
1: Well, I had. I mean, emails. Yeah, I mean, email. First of all, thank you. Second of all, emails. My that's my jam, uh, because that's what we push every everyone to. Because if you look at every case study, they always start somewhere. They'll start with a podcast. They'll start with a YouTube. They'll start with Instagram or or uh, TikTok, whatever. But the problem is, is they don't own those subscribers, those followers on those channels. So it's sometimes yes. at some point they have to move over and have more control over the business model. So that's what we're talking about. How do you can have more control over your business model? You have to have direct connection with your audience without a middle layer, which is social media. So what do you do? Well, email is the cure for that. You can get that through a membership site as well, which I'm all for, but you know, let's just a simple email where they, where somebody opts in, double opts in, gives their information to you. You have that relationship and you know this because you're an event guy. You sell all kinds of other products. What's the best way to get somebody to pay for other things? Email. Number one, has Without been that. for 20 years plus. And here's the thing. Okay, I'll give it to you. It, it might change in six months, but I don't think it will. I think email is one <laughs> no. of those things that is just going to go. So then we said, okay, well let's let's eat our own dog food here, and, and we'll start with the email newsletter. And then I I like an email where I don't have to click through if I don't want to. I want everything there. You know, I like I like the morning brew type of thing or yes. New, yes. New York Times or whatever where you get everything you need to for the day or for the week in one email, and so yeah. you don't have to click through if you don't want to. So
0: one of my favorite. Uh newsletters and I I subscribe to maybe a half dozen, literally. Um and one that I genuinely actually look forward to receiving and reading every week is Further by Brian oh, Clark.
1: Brian Clark fantastic. Well I mean yes, that's our age great- that's our age group. That's, <laughs> yeah, well, that's that built- too. That's because you're 48. I'm 47. I mean, this is
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> weird. He's he's singing right to our heart, isn't yes, he? Yes, exactly. Our Gen, cold, Gen
1: X, long live Gen hearts. X. Hey, by the way, if you ever want Brian Clark to respond to you, you have to say "long live Gen X" somewhere in the body, of the, and then he will get back to you and say, "Okay, you yeah. said Gen X." <laughs> <That's> <laughs> that right. sounds to- It's, true it's story. like a password. It's like
0: a, it's it's like it's like a second second level uh, authentication, basically, right? Exactly. It's so good. Um, listen, man, I am so excited for everything you've got going on. Um, I'm also like, I'm just I'm happy you're back. You know, the content world as a as a whole. Yeah, you know, there was a, there was a little bit of a void there, brother. Well, there I don't know. Void.
1: I don't know about that, but I'll tell you what, it's good to be back. It's good to be back specifically because I've done so many workshops and sessions with enterprise marketers that focus on content marketing and and I love enterprise marketers don't get me wrong the problem is is they can't make decisions that change their life their job their work because they have to go through a layer of approvals in a big billion dollar company what i love when i when you know we we talk with creators individuals entrepreneurs and you talk to them and you convince them or they work through an issue they can make a decision in 2 seconds that's going to change their lives and that's my favorite thing. And then I yeah. can get and then I can get an email 6 months later or a year later that says, "Joe, I listened to you. I was patient. I I was consistent about delivering the content or I did put my goals down or I did create an exit plan." And I'm like, "Thank you. That's great. You're you're changing your life. You're changing your stars." Yeah. And yeah. that's what I love to see and so you can just make you can you can just affect the world in a more positive way through individuals. It's just easy. (laughs) It's just more effective. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you, you know, like I, I kind of feel like particularly as in our age group as well, the whole kind of legacy and impact thing, I think like if you genuinely have a heart in what you're doing work wise, quote unquote, that I think there comes a time. And I started thinking about kind of more, not so much legacy. Whenever anybody's asked me about legacy, I'm like, my kids, My legacy is my children. That's 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 kind of the way I look at it, right? My life's work, different ballgame, but legacy, my children. But like actual genuine impact that I have as a content entrepreneur myself and as somebody who is seen as a leader in the industry myself, like when I get people come up to me and say, Chris, your first book, Virtual Freedom, helped me stay at home because I delegated more and I didn't have to, you know, build this big company to be able to make money for me and my daughter after my wife passed away from cancer. That's impact. Yes. Right there. Right. And there's been so many stories, as I'm sure you probably heard from people in your community as well over the years, where you know that you've actually made a genuine impact in their personal life as well as their business life. And I think you know, they, they're married up with entrepreneurs. We, there's no, I don't think work-life balance is even a thing. Like, you know, if you're, if you're an entrepreneur, you're going to talk about business at the dinner table. Right. And, and likewise, you know, halfway through the workday, you're going to have to put a, a zoom call on mute because your three-year old daughter's come in saying, daddy, I got a poop. You know what I mean? Like, it's just one of those things it's it's going to happen. So yeah, man, you're doing good stuff. I'm excited you're back. Uh, the Godfather has returned, everybody. So good. The Godfather. You know, it's fun.
1: I even put it on the. No, we we even put it on the book this time. It's like because oh, McGraw Hill Education says, okay, Joe, you you know, are you, do you want founder of Content Marketing Institute? Do you want founder mm. of the Tilt? Do you want author of seven books? Like, what do you want on the title? And I said, let's have some fun. Let's put the Godfather of Content Marketing on there. And they said, love it. <laughs> so we so did. So good.
0: God, so good. I got goosebumps just oh, there. Geez. So good.
1: You're the only one, but I love you, man. <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, for you guys tuning in, thank you very much for spending some time with me and Joe today. Uh, you know, there was lots of fun, but also a few value bombs thrown in there for you as well. Content Inc. Updated, expanded edition, out now great, beautiful looking orange cover to it. Make sure you get that into your Amazon shopping cart at some point soon or at, you know, your local bookstore uh, and, and and airport and all the other good book buying places out there. The tilt.com. Hop over there if this is going to be your jam and it should be. Learning how to build your business with content. Please make sure you subscribe. Say uh, hello to Joe when you reply with the uh, password that you'll have to figure out on your own uh, unlike Brian Clark's, we all know that's gen Z. That's what you gotta say. (laughs) Um, Joe, thank you brother for taking time. Thank you.
1: Thanks for all the support. Can't thank you enough.
0: All right. And we'll be back again very soon with another episode of the show. Until then take good care. Bye for now. Thank you very much for tuning into this week's episode. I really appreciate it. Sincerely, You know, if you are interested in potentially working with me to be able to build your business in a smart, savvy manner that really does truly set you up for future-proofing yourself and obviously building a profitable business, I'd love to hear from you. So send me a direct message on Instagram at Chris Ducker with the word podcast, and I'll know exactly where you've come from. And that for me is more important than anything else, because if I don't know where you're coming from, I don't know how I'm going to be able to help you get to where you want to be. Thanks very much again for tuning in. I appreciate you. We'll see you again soon.